the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, so I said the manifesto from the Nashville shooter, we haven't gotten it yet. Nashville PD last week kind of kind of hinted they were going to release some of it. Then yesterday they said, no, we're not going to release it. There's a, a lawsuit keeping us from releasing it. And I said, now we've waited so long, six weeks-ish, that by the time we ever do get it, if we ever do get it, I won't believe if it's anything other than what I suspect, and I don't think I'm off the reservation saying that Audrey Hale, who went to this Christian school and then became mentally troubled, delusional, thinking she could become a he by merely saying so, she had a hatred for Christians and she went there intentionally to kill Christians. If the manifesto says anything other than that, I won't believe that it's authentic. And you say, well, I mean, you're conspiratorial. Or the fact that we have bald-faced lies told from the podium in the White House press room every single day has conditioned me to not trust this administration. Yesterday, and this is the latest in an ongoing attempt by the Biden administration and its uh, acolytes, including Randy Weingarten and the American Federation of Teachers, to retell history on the pandemic. I mean, they're retelling American history in every classroom all around the country. I will give you ample evidence of that as the show unfolds. We hear all the time from the Biden administration, from their uh, Democratic power brokers in Congress, that America is a horrible place, a terrible place, a racist place, an awful place, which apparently has not made it that news, to the southern border, because otherwise, why are all those people from other countries trying so hard to get in here when we are such a racist place that the color of your skin or your ethnicity keeps you from ever achieving anything of note? Someone should really, I mean, seeing as how the Biden administration is in power, somebody, maybe Alejandro Mayorkas, maybe Miguel Cardones, Maybe somebody with uh, Latin American descent should get down there to the border and warn those poor migrants before they actually cross into this country, where they obviously will have no hope of bettering their lives, given how racist and awful this country is. You would think if they had an ounce of compassion, they would get down there and they would tell everybody who's lined up, trying to wait for the end of Title 42 to get in, don't come in! It's terrible here! Wait, I see a lot. You're giving away free stuff over there. There's a riot in El Paso today. <laughs> they were giving away water bottles and free food to the thousands of people camped on the street. It's all a big ruse. We're going to give you a bottle of water today, but wait till tomorrow. We unleash the racism of America on you. So I don't ask for forgiveness for being conspiratorial because 
I hear lies every day from the White House podium. And they're not even, like, plausible. They're not even plausible. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre, the liar-in-chief yesterday. Gas prices are down about 140 from the peak after Putin's invasion, and grocery prices fell last month for the first time since September 2020. Again, we understand that there's more work to do. Uh, the president gets that and understands that. That's why the Inflation Reduction Act was so important as we talk about energy costs, lowering that. Gas prices are down $1.40 from the time of Putin's invasion. Yeah. What she doesn't tell you is that gas prices nationally were two thirty nine the week Biden took office. Two thirty nine nationally. What are they now? About a dollar higher. But they're down. Yes, but they're also way up. They're not down as much as they're up. She keeps saying real wages are up. They're not. Real wages are not up. She keeps saying costs are coming down. They're not. You know how you know costs are going up? Because yesterday the Fed raised the benchmark interest rate another 25 basis points, quarter of a percent. Why do they do that? Because inflation's too high. What does that mean? It means prices are up. Yeah, but Corinne Jean-Pierre said, yes, I know. I know what she said. It's a lie. Now, we're starting to see the chickens come home to roost, but not lay eggs because <laughs> there are not enough eggs out there. We're starting to see the chickens come home to roost on the educational impact of the pandemic. And it's not good. Of course it's not good. When you lock kids at home, you lose track of a lot of them on Zoom. And you also don't have as accountable a learning environment. And so test scores are down. The test scores are down all over the place, all over the country, everywhere. So there's a pandemic-related learning loss, which didn't have to be what it is had the Democrats reopened the country when Biden stepped into office because they had vaccines, which then we thought worked, and they kept telling us worked. And in fact, they still tell us work, which is another lie they tell. They kept telling us you can't get COVID and you can't give COVID away if you have a vaccine. None of that was true. But now that we know it's not true, they won't even admit they lied. They won't even admit they were wrong. They won't even say, sorry. They are incapable of asking for forgiveness. They have in their brains twisted the necessity for asking for forgiveness into the necessity to lie about reality so they don't ever dare ever ask for forgiveness. Here's Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday on the horrific learning loss and how Joe Biden worked so hard to keep schools open. Look, as you just said, kids have lost so much in the pandemic. This is why when the president walked in, he made that he made a priority uh, to open schools. Uh, One of the things that was important to do to make sure that our kids who have lost so much were able to go back in person school if they choose, have the resources that they needed uh, that to to really succeed and move forward uh, in their education. And we saw that, unfortunately, the pandemic had a a unfortunate effect on our young, our young people, on our kids. Oh, it just had such an unfortunate effect. Even though we all said, you got to get these kids back in school. You got to get them back in school. What are you? Yeah, crazy. Brian Kemp's opening Georgia. Ron DeSantis is opening Florida. Whoa, they're crazy. They got a death wish. Remember the day they opened up? They got a death wish. Randy Weingarten, Joe Biden, all the rest of them. Randy Weingarten has gone on this rehabilitation tour 
trying to tell us all that the teachers' unions were so desirous of opening the schools. So here's a compilation of Randy Weingarten, what she really said. Not what history will say she said, because we don't tell history accurately or authentically anymore. This will not be the retelling of history, so you'll have to like bookmark this in your brain so that you don't get the official Democratic Party spin on this. And if people are in high risk, they shouldn't be in school. They should be doing things remotely. That's July 2020. That's Randy Weingarten, July 2020. Here's more. Just because Donald Trump wants to take a risk with people who go to bars or beaches, those of us who have spent our life teaching kids are not going to take a risk with kids or with our members' lives. Okay, that's July 2022. Trump's still in office. Next. Remote and hybrid are really the only two ways you can reopen um, schools safely. That's August 2020. Okay, let me fast forward here because I got six minutes of this. And I don't need to show you six minutes of proof. Here we are, February 2021. What's Randy Weingarten saying for herself on February 20, in February of 2021 after Joe Biden is already in office? Six feet of physical distancing. You're essentially saying in a school, you're going to have you're going to have about 50 percent or 60 percent of people in there at any one time, not 100 percent. Here we go again. February 2021. The testing, the vaccine prioritization and these mitigation strategies, 85 percent of them are comfortable being in school. So essentially we got put our money where our mouth is, which is, if it's really important to do, we've got a roadmap, let's make it happen. That was where she was saying teachers would not come back unless all students were vaccinated. That was her case. Everybody's got to be vaccinated. Then we'll come back. Oh, there's more on this endless reel of lies. Maybe I'll amuse myself by playing some of the break. And see if I can amuse you. But I also can give you the lie of the fact that Clarence Thomas is crooked, but Sonia Sotomayor is not. All right, one more Randy Weingarten lie. And then we get to the double standard that is being, uh, well, thankfully, exposed by the Daily Wire when it comes to the Supreme Court. You may have heard, oh, Clarence Thomas. He's got rich friends. He takes big, fancy vacations, and he doesn't declare them. Wait a minute. Did he have to declare them? No, but still. Well, Sonia Sotomayor might have a little issue. But before I get to that, here's one more from the Randy Weingarten hit parade from May of 2021. She's on CNN, and the guy on CNN wants to know, if you got all your teachers vaccinated, why don't you go back to school? Why not tomorrow? I mean, literally, why not tomorrow? If, if 90% of mm-hmm. your teachers are vaccinated, if we know what we know now, why not just go back to school in person tomorrow? Well, frankly, 97% of the schools are open for in-person not learning. five days a week. Um, about 60% of them are. The re- mm, see, she tried to lie and the CNN guy called her out. Uh, there's a certain level of lying that you have to uh, be immersed in. To be such a bad liar that CNN calls you out live on the air. Now, speaking of lies, I guess the left's theory here is if they go after Clarence Thomas, 
They will pressure Clarence. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing. They will pressure Clarence Thomas to feel so bad that he will resign from the Supreme Court and then he will allow Joe Biden to name a replacement for his seat on the court. That's the I guess that's the logic in uh, trying to disparage Clarence Thomas as some kind of guy who doesn't have integrity. I'm just thinking out loud here. If Clarence Thomas wasn't a man of conviction, character, and imperviousness to leftist attacks, might we have seen a shred of evidence of that over his 31 years on the court before now? But Clarence Thomas is kind of the easiest guy to figure out in America. I know it drives the left absolutely nuts that he's black and he's conservative. But he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who will yield to people who want him to yield. But they've unleashed this witch hunt against him to where Harlan Crow is a friend and Harlan Crow took Clarence Thomas and many other friends of Harlan Crow's on luxurious vacations. And Clarence Thomas didn't declare it before the Supreme Court decided that you had to declare those kinds of things. So now he is declaring it. And that Harlan Crow paid for tuition for some like third cousin twice removed for Clarence Thomas. Okay, so I'll give them points for being thorough and trying to find something on Clarence Thomas. I'm sure they would have been a lot happier on the left if finding something egregiously unethical in Clarence Thomas's background had been as easy as finding something as egregiously unethical in liberal justice Sonia Sotomayor's background. Uh-oh. From Luke Rosiak of The Daily Wire. Liberal Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor declined to recuse herself from multiple copyright infringement cases involving book publisher Penguin Random House, despite having been paid millions by the firm for her books, making it by far the largest source of her income. Oh, that's a problem. See, when you have a relationship with someone and then they come before you as a magistrate, as a judge, as a justice, you didn't commit a crime, but you should ethically recuse yourself, excuse yourself, remove yourself from that case. Sonia Sotomayor did not do that. She got two payments in 2012. No, excuse me. I'm wrong. In 2010, she got a $1.2 million book advance. In 2012, she reported receiving two more payments, totaling $1.9 million. So those dates again were 2010 and 2012. Payments in the amount of $3.1 million. And then wouldn't you know, in 2013, a case comes before the court involving a guy who wrote a book about the start of Facebook, and then that book was sold to make the movie The Social Network. And Sonia Sotomayor did not recuse herself from that case. Oh, is there anything else? Oh, yes. In 2017, Sotomayor began receiving payments from Penguin Random House 
And those payments continued annually through 2021. So 2017, 2018, 2019. Those payments totaled $3.6 million. Man, it's good to be the king or the queen in her case. Uh, Gender preferences notwithstanding. So in 2017, 2018, 2019, she got payments that eventually totaled up $3.6 million. Then in October of 2019... Two years later, two years after she started getting the payments, children's a children's author petitioned the Supreme Court to hear her lawsuit against Penguin Random House, alleging the book publisher had copied her book by selling one that was nearly identical. On the same day that the complaint was distributed to the justices, Sotomayor received a $10,000 check from the publisher. And then... Four months later, the Supreme Court voted not to hear the case. So in other words, they voted not to hear the case against Penguin Random House, which had been paying Sotomayor millions of dollars. The Supreme Court voted not to hear the case. And we don't know how Sotomayor voted in the decision as whether or not she wanted to hear the case, but we know she didn't recuse herself from that vote, which would have been the ethical thing to do. And then three months later, she got another check from Penguin Random House, for $83,000. How about that? Now, we do have evidence of Stephen Breyer, another liberal justice, recusing himself from cases involving Penguin Random House, even though he received only one-tenth the amount of money as Sonia Sotomayor. That does not look good, Sonia. Just saying, that does not look good. Now, you know this will not be reported on any of the major networks, by MSNBC, by CNN. They will not touch this. And they will be so disingenuous in their commitment to journalistic and reporting ethics that they will continue to pound the pulpit about Clarence Thomas and how he should resign, and AOC will not have a word to say about this, and she will continue to screech on and on and about the court being illegitimate. The only thing illegitimate about the court is that it doesn't vote the way AOC, Chuck Schumer, and Joe Biden want it to vote. And heaven forbid something happens to one of the conservative justices, which could easily happen because, as Samuel Alito wrote this week, all of their lives are under threat because Merrick Garland and the Justice Department and Joe Biden, the president, continue to allow people to this day to continue to picket and protest at the justices' home. There are so many egregious violations of what is right and what is wrong in this country by the Democratic Party and the people in power. It's hard to keep track of all of them. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.